So the text line already on fire this morning. I knew it would be, and I knew there'd be a lot of you very, very frustrated. And uh, you are, Ricky says, Groundhog Day, except for $600 million. Poor I'm mad as hell. That could have built a hospital somewhere with these funds. That's Ricky from the lake. John says, just think what that $610 million could have done to help end homelessness or clean water for the indigenous. Sigh. Uh, people angry. People angry. There's no question. Uh, taking a look at some of your texts coming in. People just frustrated, right? You know, this listener says the most corrupt prime minister in this country's history stays in power. Uh, this listener, absolutely frustrated. Time to vote for the Maverick Party and Western Autonomous Society. Unreal how everyone is trying to please Quebec. So, uh, yeah, kind of an interesting election last night. And I think, you know, even though we're basically in the same situation that we are, I can tell by the frustration on the text line. And don't worry, we'll have lots of time for your calls today. I want to hear from you. How are you feeling? And what do you think? And where do we go from here? Um, but in the meantime, it's a different situation in Alberta, I think. And there's some there's some winds of change blowing in our province. I think you have to accept that. We have to take a look at where we are. Uh, you look at the last election results in 2015, there was all but one seat went to the Conservatives in Alberta. And that was Edmonton Strathcona, which has been an NDP stronghold for some time now, going back to the days of Linda Duncan. Uh, they've held that seat for a number of elections. So that was a runaway win for the NDP yesterday. It wasn't even close. They won by thousands and thousands of votes. So Edmonton Strathcona, we knew it was going to go that way. A lot of questions about other ridings in the province, though, and they're falling or could fall to parties other than the Conservatives. Let's start in Calgary. Calgary Skyview. George Shahal, former city councillor in Calgary, uh, running for the Liberals in that riding. He is projected to be the winner, defeating Jag Sahota of the Conservatives. So it looks like Calgary will now have some representation around the cabinet table. We worked hard. I mean, that's one thing we committed to was... Uh it's what I've done as city councillor for the last four years, work for Northeast Calgary, work for my constituents, and we did that during this election. Now, being the only representative of Canada's fourth largest city and one of only probably two in the province of Alberta, George Shahal is a shoo-in to take some cabinet post in Justin Trudeau's government. We'll have to wait and see what it is, but he's, he says he's ready to go. Whatever response opportunity we get to serve uh, the community, I'll be there to make sure I fight for Calgary and Northeast Calgary. Getting $10 a day childcare here in Alberta, that's extremely important to get more women in the workforce. Um, to make sure we expand public transit, uh, continue to build the green line, but also expand the blue line. I mean, we have a number of stations here. We have fast growing communities. We want to make sure that we have those opportunities for good public transit. So, George Shahal, winner in Calgary, Skyview, claiming a seat for the Liberals in Calgary. In Edmonton, it looks like as many as um, four seats, possibly. Well, let's call it three. Let's give Edmonton Millwoods to Tim Upple, even though he hasn't declared victory yet. In Edmonton Millwoods right now, the Conservative candidate Tim Upple is at 37.9% with 17,000 300 and change. Uh, the Liberal challenger, Ben Henderson, a former city councillor in Edmonton, uh, at 33.7, 15,413 votes. So he's almost uh, 2,000 votes behind Tim Upple as we await the mail-in ballots. There's more than 3,000 mail-in ballots. So last night, Tim Upple was saying, you know what? We're not going to get ahead of ourselves here. We're going to wait till the mail-in ballots come in. But that's a pretty sizable lead for Tim Upple and Edmonton Millwoods. I would bet the Conservatives hold that riding with a 2,000-vote lead at this point. Much, much closer in two other Edmonton ridings, though. Edmonton Centre is a coin toss at this point. You have James Cumming, 
who is the conservative candidate. He's at 32.9%, 15,318 votes. The liberal, Randy Boissonneau, who coming took the seat from in the last election, could win it back. He's at 332 15,454. So a difference there of about 135 votes. There's 3,000 mail-in ballots that are still outstanding in that writing. That one we will probably not have any idea on until at least Wednesday. They don't even start counting the mail-in ballots until today. So it'll probably be Wednesday before we know Edmonton Centre. The other one is Edmonton Greasebaugh. And it looks like the NDP are in position to win that one. Not finished, though. Um, Alex Desjardins is the NDP candidate. He has 39.9% of the vote with 16,582 votes. Kerry Diot, the incumbent for the Conservatives, is at 37.5, 15,565. So he's trailing by roughly 1,000 votes. There's a little over 2,000 mail-in ballots to come in that riding. So that we may have to wait for Wednesday as well on that one. So it looks like... Uh, the Conservatives went from one seat that wasn't theirs in the province of Alberta to potentially four um, with Calgary Skyview, Edmonton Centre, and Greasebaugh joining Edmonton Strathcona. But there's other storylines when you take a look at Alberta. Still strongly Conservative. 55% of the vote went to the Conservatives. 15 Liberal, 19 New Democrats, 7.6% for Maxime Bernier's People's Party of Canada. But that 55% in Alberta is a drop of almost 15% in just two years. The Conservatives lost a lot of support within the province of Alberta, and not all of it went to the PPC, if they're only polling at 7.6% in Alberta right now. Um, If you take the CPC votes and add the PPC votes in any of these writings that we're talking about, we're not having this discussion. They win them all. They're all conservative. So do we have to talk about the PPC splitting votes once again? Is that an issue? Is that a problem that the conservatives are going to have to try and address? We'll have to see. Um, Brad Wall was talking about that last night. Did um, Aaron O'Toole alienate some of his base by the things he was doing, trying to moderate the platform? Was that something that backfired in the end? Wall says... Many long-time Conservative supporters are wondering, uh, you know, what is it going to take to win at this point? I think there will be some pressure and some challenge for Mr. O'Toole and for the Conservative caucus uh, to make sure that that base states, that it isn't uh, starting to look at other options to the extent that they exist. Yeah, so Brad Wall saying, you know what, you wanted to move away from the far right and get closer to the middle, okay. Um, but what does that mean for the people who've always been there? and uh, always uh, supported you. I think there will be some pressure and some challenge for Mr. Yeah, while talking about moving the base, um, and you know, they're still there. The conservative base is still there in the prairies. It's not like they've been completely alienated, not by any means, right? You can see that in the vote results, 55% coming back for the CP, uh, CPC party, but PPCs uh, definitely a factor now. They're in place. So The other discussion we're going to have to have over the coming days here is where does the Conservative Party that's currently in power in the province of Alberta fit into this? How much blame do they need to take? You know that the knives are out for Jason Kenney. They were before this federal election. 
Um, and with the campaign, and of course, we've talked before about what happened with the pandemic and how that got dropped into the last days of this campaign, and it caused great angst for the federal Conservative Party trying to deal with the situation in Alberta. Now there's all kinds of talk about what is the future of Jason Kenney. To anybody who's been watching closely, you know that the federal election campaign bought our premier some time, or at least he was trying to buy some time and didn't want to do anything during the federal election campaign. It's my opinion, and only my opinion, I have, you know, uh, just as an observer, uh, that's why we were so late in reacting to the fourth wave. That's why we kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and only doing something when we absolutely had no other choice. The reason was, let's try and get through the federal election campaign. Let's not cause any waves for the federal Tories. I believe that's, as I said, my opinion. That's why we got into the situation that we got in. And the other question is, Jason Kenney's future is not only being attacked from the voters of Alberta, but it's also under assault from inside the party. As you know, a number of MLAs have already come out and spoken about the fact that uh, they have questions about leadership. They want early leadership reviews. They want things moved up. So it's going to be a very interesting week in Alberta politics, even as we sort our way through the federal election campaign that just wrapped up last night. In the end, we didn't see a whole lot of movement uh, nationally, but at the same time, there's some changes afoot for the Conservative Party, especially in our part of the world. How much does the PPC play into that? Uh, Derek has some thoughts. Hi, Derek, you're on the air. Hey, Shay, how you doing this morning? Good, what's up? Hey, so uh, you mentioned about the vote splitting from the PPC in the Alberta elections. Uh, I, I spent some time on the global election tracker this morning. There are actually 19 ridings nationally, yeah. uh, throughout nationally so like nanaimo and west vancouver in the west uh there was st catherine to niagara in ontario sydney victoria long range on the east coast so this this was a a national thing where the ppc drew away that much support and so imagine if the tories had 19 more seats the liberals had 19 left we might be saying prime minister o'toole today so i i, I would love to hear from any of your listeners that are ppc supporters if this is what they wanted, if they're happy, I, I, I'd love to know. I'm flabbergasted, brother. Yeah, I, I hear you, Derek, and that, we'll, we'll have that conversation this morning. I'm with you, and I, and I, I saw some people last night uh, reacting and saying, well, no, some of the people in the PPC were um, far left. They were naturopathic people who were anti-vax, and they found a home with the PPC. Okay, maybe there was a few of them, but I think, if you're being honest with yourself, the majority of the people who moved into the PPC were former conservatives who felt like the party had moved too close to the center. Um, and uh, are we back into the situation where now we're seeing the rise of the, uh, I don't want to call them far right, but you know what I mean, the people to the further to the right on the spectrum, and Aaron O'Toole trying to move the Conservative Party closer to the center of the spectrum. Are we going to see once again the split in the Conservative Party? Um, I think we saw signs of it last night, and and it cost some ridings. There's no question about it.